Alrighty, y'all ready? Ready to go. Ready. <laughs> I couldn't tell. <laughs> Alrighty, welcome everyone to Highness Talk, the Royal Podcast, where we are here to talk about health, wealth, well-being, and all of this stuff that's in a pot making this life cray cray <laughs> like that, that was right? terrible like no, i like cray cray keep like it. this intro no please keep it yeah i like it okay we're great. bringing the energy yep as long as y'all like it that's all i care about <laughs> so in this episode we are getting into the ego and some other things what that looks like, what it entails. Also, kind of just want to do a quick recap. Our last episode was over reparenting. It was reparenting part two. Make sure you watch that video and then come back and watch this one. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we went over, what did we go over? Self-care. Mm-hmm. And emotional regulation and joy, dis- discipline, joy. Yes, those were the four pillars that we went over, and I loved talking about it. How self care just brings it all together, kind of like the glue of it all. Mm-hmm. And we'll get into the challenge a little bit later in this episode, but we really want to just dive right in with the ego. What is that? What is it? Does anybody want to say their particular point of view <laughs> first? Or we can go around and share what that looks like or means to each of us. Mm-hmm. So, for myself personally, I believe that we come into this world as a child and we have things that are happening to us and we develop a protective defense mechanism. To keep us safe, to keep us from feeling um, hurts, mm-hmm. traumas, all of those things that we come into the world so pure and then things happen and we don't want to feel that again. So we create this narrative in our mind to me, which is the ego, to try to protect us. Mm-hmm. Yep. I agree. Like, you literally, like, what I wrote down, I was like, huh, can't talk about that. Can't talk about like, no, I'm just kidding. But, yeah, no, I agree. I also would say, you know, with the ego, it's also, like, how, and you already tapped on it, but what we perceive to be acceptance. So, the ego creates that layer, like you said, of protection so that we can feel more accepted by people or we know what works for our personality. Like, we, we assume a a role almost that mm-hmm. this is what's going to work and lead me into positive ways so that I don't get hurt anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like that's also like a way I look at it as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, well, I remember taking psychology in high school because I wanted a sociology. So I wanted to just explore that. Mm-hmm. Um, don't know how much of my calling that was. <laughs> I love sociology and anthropology. Those are like my favorite. I didn't get into sociology until college, and I did not care for that class at all. So it just, it, nah. Yeah, okay. But <laughs> so for me, when I do hear ego, I definitely think of you know the paradigm that you're most attached to mm-hmm. to keep 
yourself protected from going through those traumas again, going through that level of hurt again. And I also remember it as like that place in you that's like deep inside brain, heart, soul, what have you, um, that would love to respond yeah. in what society deems as negative right. that would just love to just take over and just like that animalistic mm-hmm. side of you because what's it called oh yeah because the ego it has random number <laughs> it has uh like two parts kind yeah. of you have your ego which in science they is yourself mm-hmm. self and then the id is a part of Oh, I remember that. You remember now. Yeah, wow. The end. (laughs) And that's that just like that little bit of evil. (laughs) Everybody has, but yin yang. You know what's interesting is when actually when I think about ego before, like I went through my spiritual awakening Mm -hmm. and I was just like a person that didn't think about what an ego was or, you know, anything. I used to just think it was a quality that meant that you, like, were overly confident. Mm-hmm. Like, prideful. You have prideful. an ego. Like, you know, I only heard it yeah. where it's, Her like... ego. Yeah, so I never really thought of it as, like, a part of me, actually. I just mm-hmm. thought it was a characteristic people had. Like, just thinking about it, like, before everything and looking at what does it mean. And, you know, it was very surface level to me that it's just a characteristic people are, not something I have inside me. Because mm-hmm. I considered myself... Which may come off egotistical, <laughs> but I considered myself to be quite humble, so it's like it's not something I associated with myself ever mm-hmm. until I started doing my like you know awakening myself to like what was really happening to me, and then now I see it in the way that I'm saying it. But previous, yeah. I just thought, oh, that person has such an ego, not it's what what's inside, so, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. It took a while mm-hmm. for it too because I've had that separation between the well I had the definition I'll say that instead that ego is self me mm-hmm. right here but coming around to learning that it's this paradigm yeah. that it's separate mm-hmm. yeah I didn't I didn't differ like so before it and I think that's a hard thing we don't even it's hard to recognize and it's a part of you, but it was never described to me as it's a part of who I am. It's not educated that way. Mm-hmm. For me, it wasn't anyways. So it was educated as like just a thing I heard about people, a way to mm-hmm. describe someone. Mm-hmm. So I'm just thinking about it. I'm like, oh, huh, interesting. Because mm-hmm. I thought, I'm like, wait, what did I think previous to this? Mm-hmm. I never thought of it. Never, right. never came into mind. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you said, it was always just like if somebody was egotistical, it was just like they were like arrogant, pompous, yeah. Yeah. type of thing. But yeah. learning I about like it, that word. what pompous? pompous. <laughs> I know that's it's why just I like yeah, it does. Oh. Like that. <laughs> that man walking down the street had such no, it doesn't work. <laughs> 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 Never mind. It's such a pomp. He was so pompous. Never mind. But so with that. I believe that your ego is created. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people also don't touch on the subconscious that goes into it. Like when you're young, right, and you're around your aunties, your cousins, your family, and they're having these conversations political, relationship-wise, 
mm-hmm. all of their opinions and all of the things that they're talking about and saying viewpoints, that gets taken into us and absorbed and it gets yeah. stored into our subconscious mm-hmm. and becomes a part of our identification with our ego. What we mm-hmm. think is right, what we think is wrong, mm-hmm. you know, what we think is acceptable. Mm-hmm. These are the ways we love people, this is the way you show love. Mm-hmm. Like we, all of that is learned and created through what we're taking in. Yeah, very true, mm-hmm. very, very true. And just to kind of touch on what you said a little bit ago about not really knowing you had an ego. Yeah. And this is, I'm sorry, yeah, I don't no. know why it came out like this. <laughs> yeah, like that's better, but <laughs> the lamb today. We are on one today. Uh, <laughs> Apparently. Apparently. Um, but I'll say that I kind of, younger, growing mm-hmm. up, it was more identified as, like, you know, the skeletons in the closet or your inner demons and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It, I wouldn't say until recently, within the past couple, not say five years, uh, that I heard it used mm-hmm. in that sense when talking about self and subconscious and yeah. paradigms and everything like that. Wow. Yeah. So on the spectrum of like two aspects mm-hmm. of the ego, because like you said, most people, we only understand like pride and all of that when we hear the word. Yeah. And it is, it's a protect, protective defense mechanism, a way to keep us safe. But there's, there's also like positive and there's the negative and in Mm. the positive too like we have to be grateful and thankful for the ego because Mm -hmm. that is the space to me where we get those like nudges of when something is off Mm -hmm. where it's like okay I've felt this before and so it's like alarming you a little bit Mm -hmm. or like have you ever been in a situation to where something is unsafe and you feel it in your body type of thing yeah mm-hmm. and it's like an alarm goes off to me that, yeah. that's your ego letting you know like we know what this is and mm-hmm. it's time to get yourself out of this situation mm-hmm. i i would say that those moments where i felt like that it was moments i've never experienced actually like the moments when i really felt like what you're saying like oh sh- like your body's reacting really bad yeah. it was moments where i was like okay something's wrong because i've never felt this emotion yeah and so I know I'm in a really bad situation because I don't feel this emotion often. Mm-hmm. So go. Like, the initial yeah. is like, run. <laughs> like, I'm not joking. Like, when I'm feeling those kind of emotions, it must be really extreme. Mm-hmm. And so that was, like, one question I have for you guys is when do you notice your ego versus your intuition? Mm-hmm. Because I feel like sometimes one thing that I've really come to notice this past week <laughs> I've always noticed this, but like this week really hit me. This previous one, and that I really am creating my reality. My life is not like I, my life, and this is just my preference on this, but I'm really creating my life. Life doesn't create me. Like, I'm not waiting for my life to just go. Like, yes, like, of course, there's situations where life just happens and miracles come into place. I believe that, but I also believe like your mind is really creating the life you want to experience, and so. Some people are like, oh, you got to, you know, positivity is bad. And I'm like, well, what kind of life do you want to live, you know? There's that part of it. But when I'm talking about the ego versus intuition, people will be like, oh, I I knew that person didn't like me. I knew I was like, I intuitively knew that this person didn't like me. It's like, well, did you? Or was it, 
Or was it that your ego was telling you something based off previous situations that looked like this person and now you've created that same reality again because there was indications of a person that reminds you of an older person from the past? You know, so how do you differentiate the two? I think for me, usually the ego has a reason. Mm-hmm. My ego is like, I don't like that person because they remind me of this or they do this or I have a justification. My intuition is usually like, that doesn't make any sense type of do thing. Do you think it's like a battle of the two in some ways? Because it's like your intuition may be like, hmm, okay, give it the person a chance. And the ego is like, no. <laughs> like, does think, your ego have that voice? Right. Honestly, <laughs> no. I think like my ego is very reactionary. It doesn't give me time to think. It's an immediate reaction. For me, my ego is very reactive. It's not like a, um, let me just sit and pause on this. That's definitely more of like an internal like, you're creating this. What if you do nothing? How? What happens? And whenever I've done nothing, I've then I've identified, oh, shit, that was my ego replaying a scenario again. Mm-hmm. But I would have, before, when I wasn't awakened, I would have called that, and awakened meaning being, like, aware that I'm doing responses that are my normal responses into certain situations. So if I wouldn't have reacted that way, then it's, like, it's telling me that, okay, my ego's acting out. It's not an intuitive thing anymore. And so now I'm, like... I'm kind of like in this idea that I'm like, is it into, like, is it intuition or is it ego? Because my older self, before I came into like being aware of, hold up, look at it from an outside view, let's not do anything at all, let's see what happens, mm-hmm. that situation didn't play out the same. And then I was like, oh shit, that was my ego. Mm-hmm. But if I would have been reactive and let that scenario play out, I would have said that was my intuition. So I'm like, hmm, how do you, you know, so how do you differentiate? So because for I would have said me, that. me specifically, mm-hmm. you know, someone may or may not agree. I don't mm-hmm. care. Um, <laughs> this is whatever. Yeah, it's basically. My intuition, it's, it's. Actually, really hard to explain. I came in this joint strong as didn't I? <laughs> you know. Uh, so my intuition—it's so—it's so crazy. Uh, my intuition comes in saying things like "you" or like if I'm talking to me, like right. I don't—the words "I" don't come up. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. that, like. Like, it's, like, third person. Okay. And also, it will be, majority of the time, a way that I don't think on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. So, that's how I know it's my intuition. Mm -hmm. Um, And with my ego, that's all about familiarity, you inside me like mm-hmm. all of that mm-hmm. trying to protect you from something that you've been through before yeah so it's that level of knowing who's mm-hmm. talking upstairs well i also thing. like feel just because i know you it took aside, a while to get but there also but... like i know you now like so i you know you've had situations come up i feel like you get signs though 
He'll be like, give me a sign. And then you get like signs. So I know like for you, well, yeah. you're not you, I'm like. I'm not shy I'm, about asking for a sign. No, no. So I feel like for all. you, you actually do pause for quite some time. Even if you do know something into it. Like it's just offset that I've known about you. Mm-hmm. That like one, you'll wait before you react. And two, then you need confirmation from a sign somewhere, somehow. That relates to it. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's definitely for different things. I wouldn't yeah. even think about that. No, I'm just thinking <laughs> about like how but. you were describing yourself and how your intuition plays. And I've noticed like when you talk to me, how your intuition plays out. It always gives you a sign, <laughs> like for you. Yeah, yes. never wrong. No, but that's a good point though because I feel like. Each of us, it takes a process and it mm-hmm. takes time because we have to understand ourselves mm-hmm. and be familiar with how does our ego sound, how does mm-hmm. it talk to us, mm-hmm. to be able to know the difference of like, well, this is my intuition, what's the difference? Mm-hmm. But also why it's so important that all of the stuff we've covered up until this point of healing because mm-hmm. your ego is going to come from that place of being triggered. Mm-hmm. And the more healing you do the less triggered you're going to be which is exactly. the less your ego is even presenting itself mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or even tempting to go down that route mm-hmm. but yeah. that is a question a lot of people ask like well how yeah. do i know if it's me or my ego but it does it takes time and it takes learning yourself knowing yourself it's watching to see how things play out like if you just <laughs> sit back and you don't react to your first response and you just watch it and then like at least for me when i've done that i was like hmm, ego check 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 you know versus like reaction so mm-hmm. I, I mean it's hard when you're reactive like in the yeah. moment it's yeah. easier said than done but you can always at least when you're becoming aware you're noticing it faster because right. eventually you're going to get to the place where you're not so reactive but like don't be like i think sometimes i beat my, myself off my damn <laughs> but you know it's a process sometimes you you just you do you know so let me ask this. Uh-huh. Ego yeah. in a reactive state versus letting your emotions flow while you're in the moment. I think that if the situation allows, mm-hmm. every situation that allows should be given a space. Mm-hmm. because now I can even though I feel like I want to react it's resisting that impulse mm-hmm. and sitting aside and saying is this my ego or is this my intuition if usually if it's your ego like I feel like it's going to subside mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. after a time passes yeah. mm-hmm. because your initial reaction is like I need to get heard I need to get seen I need whatever but I need to get this out mm-hmm. and if you give it some time usually it's like exactly but there is situations where you might be in immediate danger and right to me i'm like regardless move yeah it's dangerous (laughs) right yeah you know like there's going to be certain times when you don't have that time Mm -hmm. to sit and think and right i would just move and figure it out later but in all the other cases where you do have take the time yeah if we're talking about like I feel like a lot of times, at least for me, when I'm recognizing my triggers, it's with people. Yeah. Because I feel mm-hmm. like my, my people in my life are my mirror. So if I'm having situations, I have to really take my time with it. But I'm an individual that when I'm upset, like I don't like to be reactive because I've learned when I'm reactive, I 
regret it. <laughs> like, honestly, mm-hmm. I usually regret my decision. Mm-hmm. And when I'm able to take a step back, think about it, and come at it, like, with the best intentions, like, what do I want out of it? Like, I have to ask myself, like, what do I really want out of this? Because I'm a person, if I'm fighting with you, this is just me as an individual, if I'm fighting with you, I'm only fighting to resolve it. I'm not fighting because I find fighting pleasurable. Now, this based on your personality, because there are some people who just enjoy the banter of arguing. Like, yeah. you know, they like the back and forth. I am not one. I hate that. But it's really per person mm-hmm. on how they read. Like, everyone reacts different. I've just noticed for myself, I react best in the way that she mentioned, taking a step back, problem solving in my own mind. What do I really want out of this? What is the best thing I can bring to the table and bring the way that I want to react, right? Because it's, it's all about how we want to react and how we want someone else to feel. And mm-hmm. the way that I want someone else to feel is the way I would want someone to treat me, like, you know, with his, with respect. So I try to do that. I try. Now, I will say, <laughs> I'm not going to downplay the fact that that step right there is hard. Yeah. It's easier said than I'm still trying. Like, there's yeah. not moments where I'm not reacting, but, like, yeah. it's getting quicker for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it does. But I just wanted to give that encouragement like I understand that it is initially like everything in you wants to say whatever it wants to say or do whatever it wants to do yeah in that moment mm-hmm. but don't do it <laughs> yeah, I have a friend or like I have a friend who was like I like to mimic people when I'm arguing with them I'm like that is so oh, like, that's that, so childish I was like that is just I want I would never do that because that fight is never gonna end Unless you both it's laugh at it. When somebody getting punched in the face. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's how it's going. You really like to take oh it. Oh, my gosh. You really like to take it far. Because I don't think I've ever mimicked anyone. Unless it was, like, later talking to myself. But I know certain people who can just, like, I see it. Like, they love the back and forth. Mm-hmm. You know, they love the banter. And... That's something to recognize. Like, what is your argument style and what? how do you react in an argument, one, and then what is your, like, trigger when you've, like, really had it? Or what is the reactive trigger look like? So then you know when it comes up, you know, like, it's mm-hmm. easier to identify it. Well, I can go mm-hmm. ahead and squash that. <laughs> in my personal opinion, I don't think there should be an argument style because I don't think that there should be an argument. But, you know, some people's arguments are, like, what I mean by argument style is, like, how, what, do you like to argue? When you argue, what is your, like, for me, like I said, when I argue, I like to argue to solve, problem solve. That's my type of argument. Some people like to argue to, like, like, because they like to argue. Some people argue because they're trying to identify what, like, you know, there's just different ways people do it. That's why I'm saying what is your style, like, identifying what you're, you know, I guess that's what I To me, healthy communication does not involve argument. We can disagree, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. we can communicate the disagreement, Mm -hmm. but I'm not about to go, I'll say, I'm not going to go back. (laughs) I'm not going to go back and forth in an argument setting. Like, that's just not something I'm going to engage in. I check out once it gets to that, honestly, once I get cut off, Mm -hmm. And voices get raised. Mm-hmm. You just count me out. I'll be there. But, but see, I'm you not know there. that. But you know that about yourself. So, mm-hmm. like for some of the people listening, they haven't actually identified like what it is to them, and that's just my point, I guess. But I think that's a, a huge thing. Mm-hmm. We've normalized arguing. Yeah. And it's not normal. 
is not healthy and is not normal. Yeah. It's not it's, supposed to be part yeah. of connection. Yeah, no, I agree with that. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Arguing is so last year. Who argued last year? Everyone was like, well, pre COVID. Well. <laughs> 2019. You was arguing with yourself in the house. I don't know. <laughs> you but reached the level of insanity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't go back and forth with nobody about nothing. Yeah, and it, it, I've always been like that. I mean, I've said that in the episode before. I'm just non confrontational person whatsoever. But what I found I out, I am very confrontational. <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah, because but, I want to. I want to make it better. Like I don't. I don't see it as. A, I guess in the way that you're putting it, like a. You disagree with something. No, like you were saying that you. Um, she just cut me off. I'm sorry. That is dumb. Don't be talking about being cut off. I in in her defense, I thought that you were finished as well. I was okay. <laughs> but proceed. I don't even remember. What I was gonna say no more. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was I was poking fun. Seriously. Oh, okay, okay, but okay. Like, okay. I was My just bad. like, wow, I just <laughs> said that. <laughs> I didn't mean to. I don't know what I was going to say. It's fine. I'm sorry for cutting you off. No, no, it's fine. So I did it first. <laughs> I'm that kind of driver, though. <laughs> Good to for know. Sure. Sure. Not on the same road as Sid. Just like, I'm just kidding. No, I used to be the type to argue for sure because it was all that was around me and I thought that that was normal I thought that's how you communicate Mm -hmm. if you want to get your point across just talk louder than the next person Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but then when I started to realize there's healthy communication and then there's unhealthy I think I was thinking of the word you were saying before I just can't remember it I'm pretty sure it was like in the lines of the wording of debate like when you're going just back and forth with someone having a conversation, that's what I mean. Because I really don't, like I said, I'm not arguing, like again, in argument style, what I mean is like I'm not trying to argue with someone, I'm just trying to conclude and fix the situation. Mm -hmm. So I think in a way, like yeah, I am confrontational, but it's not in a way because I want to argue, I just want to have the conversation so we can understand each other better and then mm-hmm. move forward. So yeah. I'm like a problem solver, yeah, I guess. Yeah, definitely solution. Yeah, like yeah. it's almost like tunnel vision. Because I don't, obviously. I never want to fight with someone because I want to fight. Yeah. Like I'm I just like, really so how do we, how do we move forward? What do you need? What do I need? Mm-hmm. In that being, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah. And we can meet those needs or we can't. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what do you guys yes, think so. about this statement? majority i'm gonna probably venture to say 99 (laughs) percent of arguments and fights and all of those are over feelings and not over facts and what i mean by that if you need me to clarify go ahead (laughs) go off sis so let's say that i think the sky's blue you think the sky's green right Mm -hmm. The only way that I'm going to really get into an engagement with you or my ego is going to come in play, our egos are going back and forth, mm-hmm. is if I care for you to agree with me mm-hmm. that the sky's blue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not really over the fact. It's over the feeling. It's over it. the feeling. I would honestly 100% agree. And as I've been looking at like conversations I've had or escalations I've had with friends back and forth, I've noticed 
that a lot of times my arguments are over something I want from someone else that I actually should just be doing myself internally. Mm-hmm. So, but that's just come through, like, that's just a, that's just something that, like, as I've all, because I always say, like, I really am, I've been, throughout my whole life, very picky over my friends. It's not been just recent. It's always, like, I've never been a person that's just had a bunch of friends. No, like, if Agreed. you if you do the kind of things that I do, then we're friends because I want friends who are like-minded. Like, I don't, like, there's one thing in life I can choose, and it is my friends. My family, biological. Like, I really right. kind of can't. But my friends, I can. And so I've always noticed that people, like, you should care about who's in your circle, who you trust, because they're going to represent some part of you. Like, no, not all my friends are the same person, but there is a part of them that I see in myself, and that's why I like them. Mm-hmm. So it's like I've already identified those things with characteristics about my friends. So when I'm arguing with them, I already, like, I've already recognized, okay, what I'm at. Like yesterday, my friend, this actually just happened yesterday, she bailed on me because her nails took too long, and I went all the way over to her house, and she lives far. She lives very far. And I drove all the way back home. Because she lives in Virginia. I live in Maryland. So it's like, it was a drive. And I was like, I could react. I'm just not going to speak for, like, I need 24 hours. And I just let it go. Because I was like, I can either get, like, really angry. Or I can get really mad. And the reason, I'm sorry. And the reason why I was mad. (laughs) She's coming for it. She's coming for the pen. And the reason why I was so mad was because I gave her my time, but really I should have been putting that time into myself. So I can't really get mad. I mean, I could, but it's just not It's just not worth it. It's not going to go anywhere. So I was just like, okay. I just like go and I talk to her today because it's just like, what? what is the worth for me? Like if it happened over and over again, I'd be like, yeah, you don't respect my time. But yeah. it doesn't happen all the time. And yeah. I just let it, yeah. I just had to let it go. It's, it's not worth happens. it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I will say uh, – a couple times, like, I'll be upset, especially things like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. It's, I like, mean, super reactive. Because you can't get yeah. your time back. That's the one thing in, like, yeah. you can't get back is your time. Yeah. So, it's important. So, I feel that a lot. Even when friends would cancel plans on me mm-hmm. for any reason, I would be personally offended. Yeah, me too. Like, it's an abandonment attachment. Huge. Yeah. Glad we worked through that. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> no, I'm not saying someone should do but, it over and over again. That's just not okay to oh, me. No. Like, no, no, yeah. No. <laughs> there's, there's a certain But limit. just like, yeah. once I hear what actually happened, it's like, oh, okay, we're back to being friends. Yeah, exactly. You, you didn't know we weren't friends for a little bit, but it's fine. <laughs> you, I fixed it. <laughs> What you just said, you should have heard me the like the day before. It's fine. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Don't worry about it, dude. I get it. Things happen. Like that was the next day. Like total switch up. But it's, it's, again, it's needing that space. But the, yep. of course, yep. the the ego was reacting. I was abandoned. My time was wasted. I was mad. Yeah, yeah. But then I just like I went home, slept, slept well. And then I woke up and I was like. I don't Yep. It's not like she does it all the time. Right. right. Well then, do I have a reason to be annoyed? Yeah. But is it worth it? No. <laughs> like, she's still a good friend. It's fine. I just had to take it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's like, it's always, everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. 
but it's also the balance of like making sure you know the integrity and character of the person you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. So like for a personal level of like, well, I can't get my time back. However, I can change my perspective and say everything happens on purpose. And what if you being out there saved you from being on the road and being in an accident that you didn't know about? Right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I don't know. So mm-hmm. it's always like shifting, but then also being mindful of like this should not turn into a pattern right. either. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's like noted, but right. let's move forward right. kind of thing. Yes. But the reason why I was so, in, in the moment, so angry was right. because my feelings were hurt. Like, right. simply. Like, so mm-hmm. yeah, I agree. It's definitely a feeling because we have to want to get to the level of reacting to the first place. And the only yeah. thing that makes me react is my feelings. Yeah. It's not my, like, of course, like, it's a both emotional and mental thing at the same time because I'm reacting. It's, like, both are, like, anger. <laughs> but other than that, like, no, it's definitely not, like, thought, like, I'm going to be angry. Too. Like, that's a little psycho, that in my opinion. If you thought weird. about it, like, if it wasn't a feeling and it was just a mind, thing, like, I'm just going to be really angry. I choose that, like, violence. <laughs> yeah, that's something else. No, but, that's weird. So let's break that down and recap from... The whole entire journey that we've gone mm-hmm. to this point, right? Mm-hmm. Because that goes so much deeper than just you felt like your feelings were hurt in that moment. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times our ego sets us up exactly like that. And our mind is playing this whole thing of like, I had somebody else do this to me before. Or I remember exactly. another time I was mm-hmm. abandoned or disrespected. And mm-hmm. so you start feeling all of those feelings from all those pre- mm-hmm. like previous times. And you have a reason to be right. upset. Right. It's not like this this anger is coming from nowhere. I right. had a reason. Yeah. Right. I, but, and I was angry. And then, in the real truth of it all, it's like I'm vulnerable in that moment. And I think that that's the thing is that your ego is very fragile. fragile. Yeah. It's so vulnerable. So that's why it's so reactive. Because it's like, my feelings are hurt. I'm vulnerable right now. And you really hurt me. Like, <laughs> it's like, it's like that. But of course, we don't want to say that. Which I think we should because mm-hmm. your feelings can absolutely be valid. Yeah, we should. Mm-hmm. But taking action on those right. is not always valid. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Like this weekend, I could say for myself, like, I was like, you know what? Let me take a moment, be vulnerable, mm-hmm. you know? And it felt good. Yeah, it does like, feel good being vulnerable. It felt really good, and I just wish, you know, more people... Because more people appreciate, just, actually, that. A lot of people appreciate it. I'm one of them. <laughs> what I've noticed, too, about groups, and, I, and I've uh, done this experiment, a group of people are going to be together, especially women do this all the time, and they will not open up until that first person opens up and takes that leap of faith or steps yep. out. And yep. after that, it is, like, full-on, yeah. everybody starts yep. sharing. I think I'm usually the first one to do the leap of faith thing. Like, I'm, I really have always been like, well, first it's a vibe, like an energy feeling. <laughs> right. And then it's like, all right, I'm just going to be open. Like, I, like if you hurt me, like, that's on you. Like, and then it's on me if I let you back in over and over <laughs> and over again. Like, I kind of have that mentality on it. Like, why put a stigma against everyone? Like, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. they don't know me. I will say it's, of course, also like an internal feeling sometimes where you're yeah. like ooh I like this person like it just like yeah sometimes I don't know happens. how to explain that, that with like a thing where it's like that person I love the quiet people too yeah. like for mm-hmm. me it's like oh I love the person in the corner let me go talk to them because mm-hmm. I can work well I work well with like very introverted people like mm-hmm. works well the extroverted I'm like <sighs> that's so funny <laughs> I feel like a chameleon 
You are. Sometimes. You definitely like, are. You definitely are. Because I can, like, like I the last, like, house party I went to, uh, I felt all the vibes. Oh, I felt yeah. all the vibes, you know? And But I was still like, hey, I'm Sydney. Hey, I'm Sydney. Hey, I like your hat. Like, just, I, the last just time, a little butterfly. Actually, it's so funny. The last time I went to the house, a house party... I was not into it. I was not into the people. I was not into the situation. I felt honestly worried and concerned for some of the people there. <laughs> so, <laughs> disclaimer. But, like, I was like, hmm. I'm just, uh, and then everyone was coming up, like, something wrong. And I'm like, no. But my energy was just not in it. Like, I, and I'm normally the social butterfly. So, I also think our personalities can change based on how we're perceiving a situation as, mm-hmm. like, yeah. Is this inviting or is it not? I think yeah. everyone has the ability to be introverted and extroverted. Because yeah. mm-hmm. in that moment, you wouldn't even be like, is that Nina? Like, <laughs> I was not talking. I was like. <laughs> That's Dang. why while y'all at the house parties, I'm in the house. No, I mean, so I, I get so proud of me because I used, I was not like that at all. I don't know. Not that long ago. Mm-hmm. Five, three, four, five years ago. I don't yeah. know anymore. I was not like that. And I went to more parties back then. <laughs> and I'd be just... any party. I'd like, just I'm... be sitting and just wait for someone to talk to me. Or I, I'd be sitting majority of the time. And mm. so I'd be really happy that I could just <laughs> dance can walk around, around the whole house. Like... <laughs> So I digress. <laughs> <laughs> Vulnerability. Exactly. Ego thing. Yeah. That was my ego just then. <laughs> I can walk around a room. <laughs> Look at me now. Oh <laughs> um, no, going back to vulnerability, yeah, I think that that's just a, a step in, in acknowledging yourself is like, okay, I'm vulnerable right now. Yeah. And like having that conversation with mm-hmm. ourselves. And then being able to work through why. And I I don't know, but in my previous situation I was talking about, I was only upset because it was something I wanted. I wanted my time back, yeah. and I wanted to do something for me. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's really where, where it came down to. But it's that, I don't know if that was necessary. It's vulnerability with myself, because when I talked to her, she hadn't, like, she wouldn't know I was, like, right. that yeah. upset. Right. But it takes that awareness to, like, Honestly, some people don't got to know. <laughs> you know that I didn't do anything to say. I was really upset with you. <laughs> right. But now I'm okay. <laughs> well, I think on the flip side, too, though, like... I mean, I have you, said that. Yeah. <laughs> I right. have said that to people, but... <laughs> you have to take accountability because, mm-hmm. like... I don't mean to throw your friend on the bus, no, but just because it's the example at hand. Mm-hmm. Like, when we know that we've done something to, like, take somebody's time or something didn't pan out, like, making sure that we're like, hey... This is what happened. I apologize. Mm-hmm. You know, because sometimes mm-hmm. people just be acting nonchalant like nothing happened. And yeah. then we're over here still. Oh, no. She five. called me and texted me like three times. Yeah. I was just, right. I just couldn't answer because I was like, if I answer, I'm going to react. <laughs> She's going to say something. Right. And even today when we were talking. You know your friend. Yeah, I know my friend. <laughs> yeah. And even today when she was bringing it up, I was like, I'm not trying to go down that road with you. Yeah. Because I know where this is going and I don't want to go there. So if so, I'm going to get off the phone. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I already know where we're steering. Yeah. We're not going down the road. So it's, it, it's like you said, you got to know the people. You're all, you know yeah. if they're your friends. But, um, yeah. 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 Yeah.
She knew. Yeah. Some people <laughs> act clueless. Like, oh, you have met. Sometimes you just aren't aware that you're mm-hmm. yeah. upsetting someone or that you were supposed to do something a certain way. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's so. a fact. Because people just are, like I said, unaware. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So, with <laughs> right. that, I got nothing. What do y'all think about self sabotage in the realm of ego? How did those two come into play together? <laughs> well, I think the self sabotage is playing the narrative that reminds you of why you shouldn't do it. Yeah. Right. So, oh, mm-hmm. I, I like, which is 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 um, yeah, like that's really what it's doing. It's helping you play your narrative of this is the reason why I need to protect myself. Mm-hmm. I think of like. The ego as a wound, an open one at that point because of how vulnerable it is. And, like, your self-sabotage is the little scar on top that's trying to mend it. You know? It's like, let's just put this on top. If you're trying to heal, if you expose this wound, it's just going to scar. You know? That's kind of how I I take it. And it's like, it is probably, they're just it's a good visualization. I never heard of that one before. Thanks. I like it. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. That was what I was writing down before the podcast. Like, what does it mean to me? And I like that's what came to my mind. Like a scar, band aid. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, I just piggyback on what you said. Since your ego is all about protection and keeping you safe from repeating offenses that you just don't like, self sabotage. I feel is that excuse Mm -hmm. that our subconscious comes up with or actions to not take in order to keep that protective guard Mm -hmm. all all up all around and stops you from reparenting yeah for real for real major block i mean it still happens my bad no but yeah like it's Reparenting is an ongoing thing, right? Mm-hmm. Self-sabotage it comes up in different ways. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's just a one Mm-mm. all be all kind of thing because when I was writing down examples of self-sabotage and how to know when we're in a self-sabotage cycle, it's the limit does not exist. Yeah, I also think it's recognizing what, like, how do you self-sabotage yourself? Mm-hmm. Um, for some people, it may be not speaking up, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not talking. For some, it may be the overthinking, replaying repetitive situations over and over and over again and looking at all the ways it could go wrong. Mm-hmm. That's, that's mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think you you have to identify what does self-sabotage look like in in. Honestly, the only I feel like the only way you even could identify it predominantly is looking at past situations where you've acknowledged yourself, where you were like, ooh, I kind of put this into future. Because that's what we do. We're really repaying a past memory, a narrative, mm-hmm. and then we let it, we play we a future tense it. expectation yeah. of what, how it's going to go bad. Mm-hmm. Which is like awful. Yeah. It's like that's what we do. Yeah. 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 And also like we keep ourselves in this comfortability zone. Mm-hmm. And so we can self sabotage just to stay in the comfortability mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. anything outside of that, it may be better or it may be worse, but either way I don't know. At least right. with whatever I'm in, even though it may be trash, 
at least I know what to expect. Right. Mm -hmm. And people are comfortable with that. I think like one way that I've been able to identify it is when I'm when I'm like it's the acceptance piece for me. Like these these people don't like me. They think this about me or they don't I'm going to find something they don't like about me and attach myself to this is what they don't like mm. and this is what they're going to do to me cuz they don't like me. <laughs> no, that's bad. <laughs> like that's kind of it goes really far into right. it. It really mm-hmm. takes it so extreme. Mm-hmm. Now I've recognized it's extreme, but in in the time it felt so like intuitive to me. Yeah. That's why I'm saying like was it and that's why it was so hard to decipher even my self-sabotage because I would think, oh, man, like, this is my intuition kicking it. No, it's that you're scared yeah. that someone's going not to be accepting of you. Or, yeah. no, you're scared because you think someone doesn't approve of you in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I was recognizing those things. <laughs> yeah, because most times the people that you are creating this scenario about, like, they are not thinking about nothing that you're thinking At about. All. <laughs> That's the craziest part. Yeah. You're like, wait, what? But the only way that I've really been able to... <laughs> wait, what? Sounded real dude, where's my car? I love that movie. <laughs> I love that movie so much. Wait, what? <laughs> dude. What is my tattoo thing? Wait, what is mine saying? <laughs> um... That's my favorite part. <laughs> Mine's the Chinese where he keeps ordering and then the lady's like, and? And then? <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> so, and then with self sabotage. <laughs> And then, and then, and then. That's literally how, that like, perfect. you could really create sabotage, self-sabotage. And then, and then, and then, and then. Well, that's mm-hmm. a bad, that's a good way to pull that together. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Really, like, that's how my go. I don't know where I go. <laughs> like, you get wrapped into this spiral of, like, and then, oof, and then, oof. and then they're thinking this about me because, and then. <laughs> and, so I think, and, so, and then I think, <laughs> oh, God, this is bad. I'm going to say <laughs> Take a moment. There's water. Oh, God, the water. Oh, dear. I am thirsty. I am. Um, you were laughing a lot. Okay, it's me tired. I'm not trying to say the words. So, and then? Yeah. <laughs> Got to. After that, we, uh... <laughs> So after that, I'm trying to remember even what I said. (laughs) Part two. (laughs) (laughs) The sequel. That's what I was about to say. The sequel to what I said previously. Another one. (laughs) Right, I know. Wait. To follow up on that. Okay. I literally lost it. I'm sorry. The reference. What were we talking about? So I will say this though, so like two years ago, I was self-sabotaging myself from success. Mm-hmm. Like I was fearful. I think that's where my self-sabotage was leading me, like fear of what happens if I succeed. Because I felt like I was going to. And I'm like, but I don't know if I want to go down that road because my entire life will change and I don't know what will come with that. So it goes back to what I was talking about earlier. Like it was safer for me to just be like, limit myself and not fully be myself because at least I knew what I was getting when I was downplaying myself. 
I love that you said that because I just spoke to someone who was saying that they wanted to ground themselves more, but they're afraid that if they ground themselves, that they their relationship is going to become farther and farther and farther to the point where they're going to break up. And I had to, like, mm. t- so I told her, I was like, listen, this just sounds kind of like a narrative. And take a step back because you don't know if, if you grow, that person may want to grow with you. You just, mm-hmm. you know, you don't know. For me, it showed up that whenever I got into a relationship, I would immediately think that the per- like the guy's playing me. Yeah. And I would play this narrative over and over again because of my previous pain. Mm-hmm. So it's like every time I meet a guy, I way overthink things. And I get, mm-hmm. well, what, what's going to happen this? And what's that? And I want the security from the guy that you want, you have intentions with me. Yeah. Because I don't want to be left in a F-boy situation where you're playing with me. And I think it's valid. But at the same time, it is me also self-sabotaging myself. It's hard because... In those situations, I feel like, yes, it could be self-sabotage, but then at the same, in the same way, it's like, I did notice that, yes, it was self-sabotage, but then at the same time, it's your actions that were making me feel unsafe to react that way. So it was a little bit of both mm-hmm. in, in, in that way, because like, well, because I, I also have recognized like with certain relationships, when someone does actions to make you feel safe, I wouldn't have mm-hmm. been so triggered and then reacting with self-sabotage as my like replaying these scenarios of what these guys are like Mm -hmm. so I think it's a little tricky in that way especially when you're talking about a relationship with a romantic one at that Mm -hmm. because it's the layer of okay it is self-sabotage because I am using a previous situation and noticing familiar steps but then it's also the feeling of I don't feel safe because you're making actions to make me feel safe, right? I think it's what you said is both is about right because that's where the ego comes into play. Mm-hmm. Our ego, and that's with romantic relationships, any situation, we want to know the outcome mm-hmm. because if I know the outcome, I have this level of control exactly. Mm-hmm. And if you don't tell me what this is going to be, I don't have control over that, mm-hmm. and now I freak out, mm-hmm. and my ego is what's freaking out because mm-hmm. my ego feels unsafe. Mm-hmm. But it's the balance of I can still have my boundaries in place mm-hmm. and I can still know and be observant of like mm-hmm. your actions matching your words and mm-hmm. know right. what feels comfortable for me before I even meet a person. Yeah, and I think it was also that like in certain situations, not every single one, but one in particular, I was very vulnerable, probably the most vulnerable I ever was with someone about what I wanted because I... It was a step that, like, I didn't really ever say, like, this is what I want. And, you know, I always got really nervous about that because I didn't even know if I wanted a relationship myself. So I was at, there's the level of it where I was meeting people who I think matched me. And I think that that's one thing that I recognize. You really do meet people who match your vibration (laughs) a lot of times. Um, But then it led me closer to knowing what I did want. So by the time I was vulnerable that person wasn't being vulnerable. Their actions weren't aligning with their words. And so it made me feel unsafe because I was like getting upset that I'm, one, I'm being expressive and I'm being vulnerable. And two, you're saying you're gonna do something and you're not matching it. So now I just, I gotta break off. But you know, that's like long story short of it. But um, it's interesting to see how your ego plays in terms of relationships because that's how I was 
predominantly able to recognize mine. Mm. I spent a lot of time looking back and identifying. I remember seeing, you know, here and there, I knew in my ways that I was self-sabotaging, but a lot of the key ones, like pivotal ones that I could just shift, that would be the difference for me. I didn't really know of them. So one of them that I dealt with before was definitely fear of success from a place of acceptance because I was looking so much every which way everywhere about what I want to do like what is it that I want to do and I didn't want to seem that I don't know what I want to do because I'm changing all these other things and I want to find something and I want to be passionate about it and and just go for it but until I find that I'm just gonna I'm just gonna chill and Mm -hmm. it's just gonna magically come to me (laughs) Mm -hmm. which is not the case (laughs) at all uh finding out now (laughs) but (laughs) it's okay but it was it was really that one was that one was that one was a big one that was a big one and perfectionism yeah that was a big one for me anything that I did I just wanted to be good at it right away because fear of failing Mm -hmm. that was a big one being disorganized Mm -hmm. that was huge and never realized how nothing fruitful can be produced from a place of chaos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I, that's 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 huge. Like and be in the physical, mm-hmm. having clean space, something right. that eh, not everywhere someone so not someone but some people know exactly where everything is mm-hmm. in Apollo chaos and that's cool but I had to recognize for myself that not having a clean space mm-hmm. translates into just being chaotic up top yeah. as well uh, those are the ways that I did mm-hmm. I found some others that like making yourself be busy yeah, that's a big. That's a big thing. Um, that's why I'm like, well, like that's definitely something that I stopped last year, and then this year, like, stop, go, stop, go, kind of thing. Like, yeah. we, and then it's, it's just hard if you're in those places where I feel like personally, right now, I'm in this place where it's like a lot of things are changing for me upcoming, mm-hmm. and it's just like I don't want to. It's not like I don't want to do anything, but I don't want to over. And I think I mentioned this before. I don't want to overthink about everything that's happening I just want to take it in strides because there's so many moving parts Mm -hmm. and so I'm trying to find places and moments where I can just do what I got to do like just just do what I got to do like one thing at a time like just try to focus on that thing and get that done because when I'm thinking about all the things upcoming I'm like wow my life is really going to be shifting and like I'm gonna have to have things in place that's like all I care about do I have things in place? Like, and not in a perfectionism way, but just like, what are the new parts, like, 
since I'm making a, so I'm moving. So while I'm, I'm just going to say it, like, so because I'm moving, I'm like, what are the habits that are really important to me that like are mandatory for me to like discipline myself and keep myself. And I'm really excited. Not that, not saying that I needed to move to do these things, Mm -hmm. but it's like, I just don't have these, like my circumstances around me anymore to hold me back Mm -hmm. to not you know because I feel like I've I've tried to make changes here but it's so hard when I'm living Mm -hmm. in such comfort like it's so hard like I have my family I have my friends I have a routine and it's really hard for me to like that's not the reason why I'm moving Mm -hmm. but (laughs) bless you I don't want to lose my train of thought (laughs) okay so I was like I don't want to I don't want to say that that's the reason why I'm moving, but I'm saying like now I can really discipline myself in a way where I don't have old habits or old things that are attaching itself to me here. Because mm-hmm. I know I'm making changes as I go into my life, but um, especially the one about keeping yourself busy, that's just been hard. It's been so hard <laughs> with everything going on. Well, I think... A lot of you being busy mm-hmm. is, in just from personal, personal experience, yeah, <laughs> work, yeah, that's for sure. that's a very very demanding job. Yes, yeah. Even when you're not there, yeah. The promises mm-hmm. that you kept to yourself, mm-hmm. the promises that you want to keep mm-hmm. with other people, mm-hmm. it's just. Yeah, you're you're freaking busy. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't um if you think that that is definitely a way that you are self-sabotaging and you are not growing. Mm-hmm. It's like cuz yeah, you see people, but, I'm not saying that just me. I've mm-hmm. even noticed this with people who lived in a certain place their whole life. Mm-hmm. And then when they step into a new place, what about that really? Like they didn't necessarily change. The only thing that changed was their environment, which made them believe they could change. That's my view take on that. Well, let's look at... Because you've, okay. you've lived in a lot of places, so... Yeah, but let's look at a pot, a plant, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It can be in one particular pot, and it can outgrow that. Mm-hmm. And the moment that you repot it, it can now expand. And sometimes it literally is the shift of environment. You I know? feel like that's what it is for me, and it's like I know it at this yeah. point. Like, I know I have to shift my environment because I'm just... I'm not growing anymore. It's like I can grow... Um, like yes I've grown very internally mm-hmm. but it's like all my circumstances around me are just repetitive at this point and that I don't want anymore for myself <laughs> so. yeah I think that that's a very real thing yeah mm-hmm. you have a different environment different energy different vibe different people right. everything shifts yeah. yeah so like for me it'll be a really great time like discipline like it's not hard to discipline myself necessarily right now in terms of like okay I have this to do and like checking it off and stuff mm-hmm. but I feel like boggled down by by the by the environment itself like you said like that potted mm-hmm. plant it's just like all the same things mm-hmm. around me nothing's changing and I feel like it's just like I'm climbing to change mm-hmm. yeah and you have nowhere to expand currently yeah, yeah that's how yeah. I, that's how it feels yeah any other Self-sabotage. Sorry, so that's how I, like, I feel like I have self-sabotage just staying put. Not, brown, not, not, mm-hmm. not knowing 
I've been saying for years, like my friends know I've all been saying I've been wanting to move, but really never made the jump. Yeah. And it was out of comfort. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I get that. So I've definitely self-sabotaged oh. for a couple of years, I think. Mm-hmm. We all do. Yeah. But if not, I wouldn't be where I am now. So, it, right. you know, there's other ways that I have. Like, I internally have to grow to make the external, like, move, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. That's yeah. why we had this season set up the way that we did. You got to mm-hmm. do a whole bunch of internal work before, sorry, um, being able to identify yeah. these things and then further overcome them mm-hmm. and adjust yeah. and everything. Are there any other self-sabotaging habits that you can think of? Pride. Yeah. I think, you know, we can make a a blanket statement of keeping yourself with doing your same habits Mm -hmm. across the board, you know? Just being comfortable. Yeah. I mean, if your habits are great and they're leading to success, keep doing them. (laughs) Like, don't change them. You know, that's not, that's not, but we're talking about. Like you said, the things that are holding us back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so if you find yourself, let's just put the cliche statement out there. If you find yourself getting the same results and you keep doing the same thing. Insanity. That's self-sabotage. So it's like, where can you make the adjustments? And so many times people just come up with excuse after excuse after excuse. That's exactly what self-sabotage looks like. Yeah, that was a a nice way to, you know, just condense an hour. (laughs) Well, we can condense it. Right. What I will say is, within you moving, right? Because I'm going to tie this all together, I promise. Within you moving Mm -hmm. from one space to another space and transition, you you may be in a great space and you may be going to something great, but there's still going to be that grieving process of leaving behind the old thing. Mm -hmm. And I brought that up to say on the next episode, we're going to go deeper into that. I wasn't really expecting a (laughs) grieving situation. I was just like, I'm so happy I'm moving. (laughs) But yeah. It comes Wow, I really want to, you know, retort a little bit, but that'll just wait for another two weeks. (laughs) Lucky for (laughs) y'all. So, yeah, we need to start wrapping this up. Uh, Our challenge time. Challenge last week. May you remind... The people. Yeah, so it what was. What it was. Um, so the challenge was to do one habit throughout the week, every day. Yeah. It could have been as small as drinking water. Or Ooh. I, mine wasn't. I changed mine. It wasn't. It's not drinking water anymore. What was yours? So I changed it to doing the same meditation for the whole week to see how I feel after. Mm. How did you feel? I feel great. I sent it to you. It was the You Are Life Itself. Yeah. Muji. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I listened to that every single day and set, see how I felt. Yeah, I felt good. <laughs> I kind of took it back to our first episode, mm-hmm. and I turned my phone off. Mm-hmm. I turned it off at okay. bedtime. I never... I. I cannot remember the last time I ever did that. Like, off, off. Like, when's the last time you turned your phone off? Not restart it. 
but like actually turn it off to keep it off. Yeah, one thing. Like, do you mean like <clears throat> off all day, or just in the morning, or? I just said bedtime. Oh, just at bedtime. Um, honestly, a lot. I don't use my phone that much unless it's like. Yeah, I don't really like. The phone. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, it was a stepping stone for me. <laughs> like, dang, I thought that was gonna be a lot more. You ruined my special moment. I thought so. it was admirable. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I turned my phone off a nice amount of time before I went to sleep. And I would not turn it back on until I was done with my morning meditation and stretching. Do you think you dreamt more? Because... They say when you turn your phone off earlier, you dream more. Do you feel like you dream more? No. She doesn't dream that much. It was, no. I only get, <laughs> I get messages and dreams now. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I noticed whenever, whenever I stopped turning off when my phone was never on. Because the only time my phone's really on is if I'm listening to, like, one of those sleep meditations all throughout the night that, like, program you a certain way. That's me every night. <laughs> yeah, so in that way, yeah, my phone's been on, but I don't do that all the time. So I would say when I don't do that, I'm dreaming. But because I have that sleep meditation, I don't really dream as often mm-hmm. if I'm doing that. So, yeah. yeah, no, I haven't traveled anywhere recently. <laughs> well, I, I take that back. But we can get into that on um, a totally different episode. And Not the next episode. one. <laughs> It's coming, it's coming, <laughs> but, you know, I don't want to give out an actual number, because we've been yeah. carrying some stuff off. We need, we need <laughs> one future episode to just say all the things that we put off for the episode. <laughs> this is the episode. That's what we got to start yeah, with. Yeah, we need to, like, write this down. <laughs> no, it, no, we already have the, the, the episode planned. Yeah, we do. Yeah. So. Anyways. <laughs> Wait, what was your one? So I don't think I did the one that I was supposed to do, which was like reading more. Yeah, that was. I still gotta get back on that. But I was like doing these different types of meditations, and I did something similar where it was like I was staying to a particular Mm -hmm. path of meditations Mm -hmm. to see how I felt pretty much. That was funny because we didn't say that to each other. No, Um, we just did it. Yeah. Yeah. I was really happy because I, I feel like it helped. I love that. Um, So, yeah, I feel like it helped me with this upcoming week. I'm like, dang, so I really do believe that that surrender letting go one created my car situation, but I'm very thankful for the one from the previous week. Who knows? It could get you a new car. Well, and the thing is, too, though. That's true. It's creating new situations. Thank you. I'm handling it wonderfully. I actually am. Like, side note. I've handled this yeah. situation really well. We look at... <laughs> Ego came out. <laughs> I'm handling this great. We look at it in the negative aspect. But the same way when people ask for, like, oh, give me strength, give me strength. And then you get in a situation where you need strength. That's it's what I'm saying. Yeah, to build. But I, I thought it was funny that I said, we should really listen to these meditations to see what happens. <laughs> and I, like, I tried to listen to it for a second and I woke up out of bed like... Situation in 
couldn't overcome it. Damn it. And like, <laughs> that's literally what it said. And I was oh like, it was God. you. And then you got all the situations to overcome. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm kind of upset. Like, I wasn't ready. Like, I mean, I'm handling it well, but, like, would I rather not have handled well, it? Well, that was your meditation. You handled it well. Yeah, so that's the thing. <laughs> so that's the thing. That meditation prepared me for the second meditation. Anyway, toast and meatballs, girls. I feel like I'm right. in, like in an inception, like another thing out there. Like, are you in reality? I don't know. <laughs> oh, just creating all these realities. My goodness. So the challenge for this week. Thank you, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> this was a fun one. It was. We made light of a very heavy topic. Just so you guys That's know. That's great because yeah. we were gonna talk about this at our. Serious surprise. Well, the next week it probably will. (laughs) Maybe not. We'll see. The challenge. The challenge for this episode is to simply but intentionally be mindful and observe where your ego is coming into play. Where are you being triggered? How is certain conversations or situations making you feel or respond? And being mindful of Give yourself that space to take a step back and evaluate. I'm not asking you to do anything or change anything this week. Simply observe. And journal it if you must. If you want to double back, see what kind of growth you had. Please. (laughs) What is going on? I don't know. I'm like... I'm about to cry because I'm holding back laughter <laughs> the whole time you were talking just now. I don't know where it's coming from. Delirious. <laughs> but I'm just it's time to go. <laughs> we had a great time. <laughs> Being vulnerable with you all. Thank you for joining and sticking to this. Sticking around. There we go. Ooh, Nina, can you fix that a little bit for me? <laughs> Edit that up a little. Please oh, help me. Help okay. screw. Ooh, help it, Jesus. Um, I thought you were talking about my fame. <laughs> oh, dear Where God. Where are we at with that? No. Thank you, lovely people, for sticking around this long. We truly, truly appreciate you. Do not forget to like, subscribe, Share. Watch us on YouTube. Yes, all of this will be unedited. Where we are. And listen to the audio on Spotify. The edited version. Apple Podcasts. Yes. Edited version. But YouTube, all unedited. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, thank you, thank you. This is Highness Talk. I'm Sydney. I'm Connie. I'm Nina. And we will see you next time. Toodaloo. And we will have it more together. Will we though? Maybe. I'm not sure. I'm sorry. I kind of liked it.